Welcome to the Darling Girls Podcast, hosted by Jenny Lundstrom and Grace Fedorchak, two mid-20 single gals with a long-distance friendship and a passion for personal growth. Listen along as we chat about life, wellness, and everything in between, because we're all just on a journey to be our best selves. Stay darling. Happy New Year, darlings. Happy New Year, darlings. Happy New Year, Ginny. Happy New Year. This is so exciting. Our first podcast in 2022. 2022. That sounds insane. It really does. It's kind of gross. I don't like it. Okay. Well, Grace is officially 25, everybody. So not officially right now, but officially when this Uh comes out. Unofficially at the moment, but officially when this comes out, which is good news for all of you, because she is going to share some of her wisdom today with us. We thought, you know, New Year might as well start off with a nice little nutrition episode. Um, I have a list of questions that I've been kind of like wanting to ask Grace and I've been writing them down and we're going to ask her today. And I think that they'll be, I think it'll be helpful for everybody. I think it's good to know. And it's probably going to break our heart a little bit, but what are you going to do? I'm not here to break hearts. I'm here to make everyone feel their best. (laughs) There you go. I like that. Okay. So, um, again, Grace is a certified health coach. So I pretty much look to her for all of my questions about everything. You guys are going to hear some of my questions. They're funny. But ultimately, I think they're questions that everybody probably is wondering the answer to. So I hope that it's helpful for everybody. But um, but yeah, like Grace, like I said, Grace is just like a wealth of knowledge. Like you were saying for me in the couple episodes ago, like Grace is a wealth of knowledge when it comes to health and wellness. And so um, as always, if you have any specific questions regarding anything with diet or um fitness right you you are a good person to go to so definitely and I love talking about it yeah you do I'm not an expert on nutrition or anything but I definitely have um I definitely have a broad array of knowledge from my course that I took to get my certification as well as just all of the crazy nerdy health podcasts I listen to every day, which are just keep me updated on everything. So yeah, that's what I, I was love. Gonna say. You're always learning. learning. Yeah. So I feel like you're very up to date and nutrition and kind of health in general can be overwhelming for people when I think, especially as the new year happens, because that's like really when everyone tries to like tell themselves, Oh, I'm going to diet or, Oh, I'm going to eat healthy or whatever. And I think that, um, it can kind of be really scary for some people and ultimately make them, I I think what people do is they do it the wrong way. They hop into it too fast or too hard or without really researching it. And it can end up being more harmful than helpful. So, um, I think this is a cute little episode to do in the beginning of the new year. It is. And I think you're right about when people start, you know, I'm going to start being super healthy and they tell me, okay, I'm going to start, um, cutting all carbs out of my diet. I'm like, oh, wow. Okay. That's not what you should do. That's definitely the most extreme version of just like a fad diet that you could do. But I mean, 
Um, that's why I like talking about this because health doesn't have to be cutting things out of your diet. Like it should just be about adding more nutritious things into your diet and just wanting to feel good all the time. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I really like talking to you about all this stuff because I feel like my whole life it's been, oh, I need to, you know, cut more. I need to cut carbs out or, oh, I need to do this diet or whatever it is. Um, and there's a lot of them out there. And I've done and, all of them. Trust me. And yeah, so and you're, I don't you're, recommend you're the healthiest person. Like you have the most healthy mindset on it because you're just <laughs> so normal and you're so much, you're so like about balance. So, um, I think you're a great person for people to go to for this stuff. So should we just Thank jump you. into it? Let's jump in. So happy new year, darlings. We're really excited to, we're really excited for this year in general, but, um, we hope that you guys had a good holiday with family and friends and um, hopefully a safe one and a healthy one. And we are really looking forward to the year ahead. But without further ado, Grace Fedorchak is going to give us some lovely tips and tricks to be our best, healthiest self in 2022. Are you going to ask me the questions or do you want me to just? No, I'm going to ask. I, well, I, I, I'm trying to decide which one I want to start with. Okay. But- decide surprise me okay hmm I think let's start with um I guess let's start with like something that happens I think first in everyone's day is coffee so usually with coffee comes sugar or some sort of sweetener so my my first question for you is what sweetener do you use in your coffee slash what sweeteners should we look for in ingredients in like creamers or milk or I love that question so I love to critique people's sweeteners because it's an easy swap and I feel like everybody at this point knows like probably don't dump a whole bunch of cane sugar into your coffee in the morning we know that right um but also then everyone started using at one point like I grew up using Splenda Did you use a bunch of like my mom put Splenda in everything I ate? And I feel like now we all know that that's not the best. Mm -hmm. It has not the best ingredients. So um, what I use now is Truvia. So a Stevia, any type of Stevia packet, they're all different brands are good. That's what I use. I love Truvia. Um, But actually a liquid Stevia for your coffee. This is like a total hack. Liquid stevia comes in like vanilla and hazelnut flavors. And if you put that in your milk in the morning and froth it up together, it tastes so good. Zero calories, not bad for you. Doesn't spike your blood sugar. And it's like my hack for anything I sweeten. Like if I'm making like, like little pancakes, or if I'm making like a smoothie that doesn't have fruit in it, I'll just put like little drops of stevia. It's so good. Oh, dang. I did not know. I I knew of liquid stevia, but I didn't know that you could get flavored ones. There's like chocolate flavor and gosh. Yeah. I've only tried hazelnut and vanilla, but I'm never going back because they're so good and they're so easy. It's like a little, just like a little dropper. So when you're buying milk, well, first of all, what, what type of milk do you buy? And why? And also do any brands of milk use stevia to sweeten it? Or is that not a thing yet? It's, I think it might be because my, so I use an unsweetened vanilla almond milk. 
um, which is what any, any milk that you're using, the only one I'm not a fan of is oat milk only because it has usually a bunch of added sugar and canola oil, and it usually is high in carbohydrates. So all together, that's just going to spike your blood sugar. And it's just, I don't think it's worth it. If you absolutely adore the taste of oat milk, like then enjoy it. But if you like an unsweetened vanilla almond milk tastes really good to me. So that's so interesting. So even unsweetened, even unsweetened oat milk, it's still high in carbs and it usually has canola. Oh, okay. So you have to look at the ingredients. I mean, yeah. Stay away from canola oil. Canola, canola oil is different than like avocado oil. Absolutely. Yeah. Canola oil is not good. Avocado oil is fine. And we've talked about this before, but you would recommend for people to like make their own milk if they can, right? Like that, that would be the best. Obviously you don't do that yet. I I don't do that yet. Coming from somebody who is so lazy that I hardly even, (laughs) but that's like the best way to do it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because the, there are some expensive brand almond milks that you could buy that only have the ingredients are like milked almonds and that's it and filtered water or something, but it's, it's pretty pricey. So obviously the most affordable way to do it and to get it with the least amount of ingredients would be to make it yourself, which I, didn't you send me like a screenshot of something yes. that like, I saw like a milk maker. <laughs> that's what I want for Christmas. I want a milk maker. Yeah. It was like a nut milk maker, which I mean, who knows? I didn't really do research on it. I don't even remember what it was called, but yeah, I saw that and I was like, dang, that'd be cool. Actually. If you could like make your own milk. I've seen people make it with like, like the people I follow are just wild. They'll like strain the almonds and then they'll soak them and then they blend them. There's a way. Yeah. I don't know that way. I just buy unsweetened vanilla almond milk. And if the good brand is on sale, I buy that. So. What's what what is the good brand and what is the brand you buy? I think it's here. I'm gonna look it up. I think I, I think it's Khal- Khalifa or something. Ah, uh, yeah, I think you're right. That one's pretty good. Um I'm looking it up right now. So yeah, Khalifa is one that I really like the taste of. Um, like the almond breeze is the less expensive one. The ingredients just get worse as you like good milk co. That's a really good one. Yeah. So you just have to look. If you look in the back and the ingredients are just like three things long, then you and know. there's no added sugar, you're good to go. Or canola oil. Or canola oil. That just really irks me. Okay. So that's good. So on that note, let's bump jump into my next question, which is why? Like, why does it matter what about how, why does it matter that we keep our blood sugar balanced? Like, and what does a blood sugar spike even mean? Okay. So love talking about this. Um, balancing your blood sugar is so, so important. And okay. Let's start with when your blood sugar is when your glucose is spiked because of the food you're eating. Cause it can be spiked from like exercising and stuff. That's not a good thing because it causes inflammation in your body, which can cause weight gain, which can cause mood swings and which most of the time you're going to notice will cause uh, more hunger and more cravings. So it's not, it's not good in general. It can cause a lot of diseases. So in order to do that is you have to eat sugar, 
highly processed foods or um, carbs by themselves, which obviously process as sugar in your body. So that's why I always say and why it's so important when you eat a meal, you should do protein, fat, and fiber all together with your carb or whatever you're having. Because if you just eat like if you just eat a piece of toast by itself in the morning for breakfast, or if you eat like a sugary bowl of cereal, your blood sugar is going to spike. Like if you're looking at a graph, it just looks like it's going Mm. straight up. But if you pair the toast with avocado in an egg, so you're having like the fat and the protein, then your glucose will have like a little bit of a, like a little bit of a rise because your blood sugar goes up when you eat a little bit, which is normal. And then it goes back down. So you, every time you eat, you want to prevent a spike because that's causing inflammation in your body. Okay. And then does that also make you get hungrier faster? Yes. So when you're, when your body is kind of like on that roller coaster, which is what my, like my coaching thing used to call it. It was Mm -hmm. like, you want to stay off of the roller coaster and number one to do that, you should always be drinking enough water. And uh, number two, if you're eating those correct meals, then you're not going to be hungry every two hours. That's how, you know, you're kind of spiking your blood sugar. Like if you eat a big, like really carby sugary meal, like if you have like a brunch with like waffles and mimosas, that's just like the one that, yeah, something like that. You, you feel like you ate a lot, but then like two hours later, you're like, oh my gosh, I'm still hungry. I'm craving sugar mm-hmm. or I'm craving like chips or like something sugary or carby because that's what your body craves because then it wants to spike back up again. Oh, that's so interesting. Yeah. Okay. So on that note with I mean, the holidays at this point when this comes out will be past us, but for future holidays and just in general, like it's, it's cause like you guys, Grace has never once been like, Jenny, don't eat that cookie or Jenny, don't eat that. Like, no, you're not, you're not never, how your life should be. Yeah. Like you're very like balance is key. So she's not saying like never eat anything with sugar or carbs in it, but what is your tip for eating sugar and carbs? So when should that happen? My tip for having a meal is obviously try to pair it with like a fat and a protein source. If you're going to have a breakfast and you love having toast, just try to put the avocado and like an egg or put hemp seeds on it or something. Mm -hmm. But if you want to have a sweet, if you want to have a dessert, just have that after your meal. So eat your meal and then have a cookie. Don't wake up first thing in the morning and have it on an empty stomach. Because that automatically will help flatten the curve of the of the glucose spike. So meal and then your dessert instead of on an empty stomach. And also something, this is a fun fact. Um, if you do have something that you like you had a really unhealthy, sugary meal, you know that your your blood sugar is gonna spike. If you go for a walk, that helps flatten the curve too. Oh, interesting. So like on Thanksgiving or Christmas, if you have like your meal, and then a piece of pie going for like a nice little like walk after dinner, which is funny. Cause I think a lot of families, I think that's like tradition is like, at least in my family after Thanksgiving, like dinner, we would go for like a walk. Oh really? Yeah. And I think that makes sense now. Obviously we didn't know that we weren't like, Ooh, let's level out our blood sugar. Yeah, <laughs> but, but it like, is, it totally does that. I love that. That's really cool. Um, okay. So cool. So that. And on that, just like final note, 
if what I said just now didn't make any sense because it's a little hard to explain, go follow Glucose Goddess on Instagram. She is, she explains it well. Her whole entire Instagram account is dedicated to explaining to people how her, how your glucose spikes work. And she wears like that um, glucose monitor and she shows graphs of what it looks like. Oh. So like, if you're confused at all about that, go there, look at her. She's awesome. And she'll, you'll understand after you look at the graphs. That's, that's really cool. Okay. So that was something that, cause Grace will tell me all the time. She's like, I don't know. Like that's just, I just don't want my, my blood sugar to spike. I'm always like, what, what does that mean? <laughs> I sound like so. such a nerd. It's okay. No, I love it. Okay. So let's go into, <clears throat> so what are your thoughts on low fat products? Cause I think people get confused sometimes when, like when I'm shopping, I'll like go say I'm like having a taco night or something. And I'm like going to buy sour cream. I feel like it's instinct to kind of reach for like the low fat version of it because I'm like, well, I mean, if I can be healthier in that way, like, sure. And I feel like that's how everybody is. So what, what do you think? Is that like, is that better or not? So that's the first thing when I was getting my health coaching certification, I told my mom, I said, if you buy low fat sour cream or reduced fat sour cream one more time. I'm like, I'm going to throw it away into the trash can before you eat it. Because I hate that. I hate that advertising works that way because that's why they do it. Because, okay. So do you remember like basically when our parents were growing up, like fat, they thought healthy fats were bad for you. Mm -hmm. Right. And now I feel like everyone pretty much knows like avocados are great for you. Like everyone's, Mm -hmm. everyone's okay with eating the egg yolk now. So that's pretty much where those products came from. And that's why they're still advertising them as healthy because it's like, oh, reduced fat. This has less fat in it. But in reality, they're taking out. Hang on. What did I write down? Oh, they're replacing the fat with sugar and more additives. So it's pretty much more. It's more processed. Oh, yeah. So there's it's it's taking like the real product because like sour cream is not bad for you. You can get you can get a really whole milk, like natural organic sour cream. That's really good for you. Yeah. But they're processing it. They're taking it out. They're usually adding other other things and they're adding sugar. So that's why it pisses me off because I'm like, just leave, leave it how it is. Don't. Yeah, that's actually so interesting. So, yeah, if you actually go look at if there's a reduced fat peanut butter, because my mom used to buy that for us growing up, um, it has a bunch more sugar than the other peanut butters. And peanut butter has like healthy fats because it's nuts, right? Yeah. And so it's like buy the reduced fat peanut butter and then it just adds more sugar and takes out some of the fat. So it just, it's kind of advertising to people who are looking for that, but it's not good for you. It's not better for you. Um, okay. So low fat and reduced fat are not like stay away from those if we can. Yeah. Um, that's really interesting. Cause I think, um, I still, to this day would, if I was going grocery shopping, like if you hadn't just said that, I probably would still reach for the reduced fat options. So we're learning. Oh, sorry. I had to burp. Um, okay. So, um, for me, you know, I don't like to eat meat as much as you would probably have me eat meat. Um, just, you know, for protein reasons. So I think my big thing is always wondering how, you know, other options for getting protein in your everyday diet, but without it being meat. I think, um, a lot of people probably wonder this cause like, it's kind of becoming more of a thing to be 
vegetarian these days. And I don't eat a lot of meat either. So yeah, that's true. So I am kind of a good person to ask about that because I really not because I don't think it's good for you, but because I literally don't like cooking it. Um, so I can just use me as an example. Like breakfast is I make this smoothie. So I have protein powder and there's so many plant-based protein powders now. Okay. That's always a good option for a meal. Um, lunches. I, I really do like having a Greek yogurt is a good source of protein. I think one of those little cups I've been getting are like 20 grams of protein. Oh, love a protein bar. These are all kind of, I mean, grab and go type of things, but that's just how my life is. Uh, protein bar with like 20 grams or more protein. Uh, I've already said before, I like no cow and then hemp seeds, which I've mentioned before too. Those are great to add to anything. Uh, I don't recommend using like fake meat products that are, there are some good ones, but there are also some that don't have a lot of protein in them at all. So it's like a fake, mm-hmm. you know, it's just like kind a of a substitute as, as opposed to like, yeah. And it usually has taste. like and texture. I yeah. Think. And it usually has like a long list of inflammatory ingredients. Like there'll be canola oils in there and like yeah. highly processed things. Yeah. So it's just, it's not adding anything better to your meal. It's just kind of replacing meat. So I just don't think it's worth it. But if you need, I mean, I eat a lot of eggs for protein. Vegetarians eat eggs, love eggs, mm-hmm. beans. And then I, I like a good tofu burger lately, actually. Ooh. What about beans? Makes- I eat black bean burgers a lot. Those are great for you. So like a straight black bean burger is great. Um, as long as it doesn't have, I would just check those ingredients always because sometimes they add a lot of um, oils that aren't good for you. Okay. Okay. But so- otherwise, I feel like that's a lot of good options. Like using beans as a protein is um, an awesome idea if you digest them well. Yeah, that's true. Some people don't. So it's kind of just finding like what works for you. Yeah. But I think that's really interesting for people to hear about the fake meat products. Cause it's, that's not to say that you can't do it. Like if you, if you're going vegetarian or you're going vegan and you feel like having like a fake burger and like, obviously go for it, but just know that you're not like healthy. You're not like being more healthy per se by not eating the meat product, like the actual meat product by eating yeah. meat product. Cause I think that that's another thing that people confuse get confused with it as well recently is they think that vegan things that are vegan are healthy and things that are vegetarian are healthy. And that's just not the case a lot of the time, because again, companies can label it that and people are confused because people don't really necessarily know like what that means. It just means that there's no meat products in it anymore or byproducts of animals. So it doesn't mean that uh, it's healthy for you. And same with gluten-free. That's yeah. like the new hype word. Everyone's like, this is gluten-free. And you see that on like a box of cookies and the ingredients is all sugar. Like like just because it's gluten-free, it doesn't make it healthy. Yeah. So just you kind have to of be like careful. paying attention to the ingredients and making sure. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's really, because that, that was me for the longest time as I was like, oh, like I just like, I want to eat no meat and I just like, it's like, it's like healthier. And then I was like, wait, just because I'm taking meat out or like replacing it with like something else doesn't mean that it's healthier means that I'm adding like either more of something else 
that's not healthy or you know what else but this is a total side thing but I've realized that, like I love adding veggies and substitute as meat so like like that's not necessarily maybe like protein substitute but just in substitute for like like I'll make enchiladas with like sweet potatoes and um oh yeah and zucchini all the time and like you don't even notice the meat's gone anyways that's my little soapbox but I add beans to that as well and there's my oh see I was gonna say that doesn't sound very filling but if you do quinoa beans beans, sweet oh that's the best recipe I'll post that because that's yeah such a good recipe you should you wouldn't like it though because it'd take you too long to make well I'll make it for you sometime okay good yeah because you wouldn't like it because it would take you too long because the prep is really annoying but oh then yeah I would delicious okay anyways moving on okay like that um I think protein powder is something that I always forget about I always I mean I I don't really suggest just mixing it with milk and calling it a meal like I think that you should put you know like I'm a big fan obviously of putting like a bunch of spinach and veggies in it and like that makes it a meal like putting scoop peanut butter some fruit you like grace's literal go-to is just make sure you're getting your healthy fats, you need your veggies, <laughs> your fiber, and your, and your protein. I'm a broken record. It's okay. So that's good though. I think, but I think people forget about protein powder as like just in general when making a smoothie or something. And I think that like, for me, I always thought like, Ooh, adding a chocolate protein powder can't be healthy. What? I know, but it is right. Of course it is. I have so, it every day. So yeah, so that could that could be confusing for people too. Well, that's what's going to keep you full if you make a smoothie without the protein. Yeah. And plus, it would taste really bad. Actually, now that I'm thinking of it, mine would be like all vegetables. Yeah. So I think yeah. Okay. So next one, moving on. <laughs> a age old question that I think dates back to when when rice was first created. <laughs> Um, is brown rice healthier than white rice? So in preparation for this question, because I have changed my mind on this over the years, I used to think I was diehard. You have to eat brown rice. You cannot eat white rice. I thought that white rice was more processed and it was not as good and it didn't have as much fiber. And so I would only eat like sushi with brown rice, whatever. You'd pay extra. (laughs) Yeah. I was literally paying a dollar extra to be less healthy. So my consensus, which after listening to, I think at this point, like probably 10 different doctors on all the different podcasts I listened to, And I made notes of all of them because I was like, I can't believe that this is happening. They all said that in the U.S., white rice is pretty much equally as good, if not better for you than brown rice, because the brown rice is more processed. It's more has more whatever, like fertilizers and what because the U.S. obviously does. It doesn't do a good job at growing you know, yeah, anything. So it's because it's not like natural here. Is that yeah. why? So in order to grow it and to probably make sales, people grow it, but they do what they can to make it grow good. Yeah. Adding, <laughs> adding like, I don't honestly it. even know the details, but all I know is that, um, all of my favorite influencers, all the very credible people that I keep up to date on, have said recently, like, and they even changed their mind. They're like, we used to be diehard. Like you have to eat brown rice. They're both a carb, treat them both as a carb. And I say now, whichever one you prefer, 
which is probably white rice mm-hmm. than eat that. So, yeah. Yeah. I think that's so interesting. Cause I, I remember I asked you that a little bit ago and, and Grace was like, Oh my gosh, I used yeah. to think it was brown rice and I spent more money on it and blah, blah, blah. And it's funny because growing up, my mom fully was like, we had brown rice like all the time. And like, yeah, that was just in our minds. Like we were being healthier because we were eating brown rice. It's supposed to have more nutrients, higher fiber, more magnesium, but it's it's just because in the United States, like we, we just don't grow everything properly and we process things differently. And it's just, it's wherever we're getting it from is definitely not. So outside in other countries could be different, but for for sure. Okay. Yeah. Just for the U S yeah. Just in case we have like any yeah straggler listeners <laughs> everywhere else seems to do a better job at well at I think things. every everywhere else has just less processed food in general yeah it seems because we are I, just I, so focused on making more money and it yeah just, like was ruining everyone's health yeah because I remember my one cousin like went and studied abroad in Spain and like a lot of her stomach problems like went away when she was there I've heard that from a few people like they're gluten free in the US, but they're not gluten free when they study abroad because they can eat the bread and they feel fine. Yeah. So I think like moral of the story is like just paying attention to the ingredient list is so important because. And also too, just like kind of like looking into like how things are made in the US, like specifically where you live or whatever or whatever the brand is that you buy, like looking into how that's made, because I think it is really true. Like they really get us with the labels. And well, um, that's another thing you should try to eat. Most of your food that you eat shouldn't have a label at all. So it should be shop the perimeter of the grocery store and try to like eat the real whole foods. And then obviously supplement with things like protein powders. And, um, obviously I said, I eat whatever protein bars and yogurts and things like that. Okay. The bulk of your diet should be just like real foods. Yeah. Okay. 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 Yep. I like that. Yeah. You've said that before too, the perimeter of the grocery store. And mm-hmm. um, I think when people really stop and think about it, it's like, oh yeah, duh. Just that the real sense. food. Yeah. Like the, the food that we could grow if like for some reason yeah. the apocalypse happened and we need to Because that's the food. least processed foods that you can eat. So that's definitely what you should focus on. And then everything else should just be kind of in addition to. Okay, cool. Um. Okay. So I kind of, those were like my main questions. I guess my last question for you before I ask like my final, actually, no, I have a couple more. Sorry. Um, so last one that I kind of added on last minute is, um, we, me and Gr- I, I love to ask Grace about fruit. Like I'm always asking her, I'm like, what about this fruit? What about this fruit? And she's like, Jenny, you can have fruit, but it, you know, having it alone, it's the same answer every time having it alone is going to spike your blood sugar. So don't have it alone, like eat it with some other things in a smoothie with the the healthy fats and the protein or whatever. But I was wondering, because for women, um, it's very common to kind of be told, well, not even be told, but it's just like, sometimes like you need some, like you're like for women health, like you're told like cranberry juice or pineapple juice, or like there's certain juices that can like help with things. So I've kind of always grown up doing like little shots of like juices. And so I was asking her, like, if for instance, like Grace got a urinary tract and like, <laughs> what would she do? And so that was my kind of my question, like for women's health, like, what would you recommend? And like, 
are you totally against juices? Meaning fruit juices too, not like juices that you juice. You could talk about I am so juices in general, like fruit juice for fruit juices, I probably would stay away from. Even if you had a urinary tract infection. Then drink the cranberry juice, but yeah, you're right. Like not on an empty stomach. I don't even, yeah. Cranberry juice has a lot of sugar in it. So I would So I think what you told me was like. And definitely don't drink cranberry cocktail. (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah. So, so straight cranberry juice without the added sugar, the kind of bitter cranberry juice. It's super bitter. I, I would actually, I would be interested to see the nutrition label to see how much sugar is in it. Yeah. But even if it is helping you and it, and it does have a lot of sugar just from the natural cranberries, then I would just have it with a meal. Okay. And like I was saying too, like, so you're just never going to drink like apple juice or pineapple juice or something. So like some, I love juice. Like juice is like my favorite. I love mimosas. Like I love that. And Grace's main tip for me is like, that's fine. You don't have to not drink juice, but just don't do it alone. Don't do it on empty stomach. I, I mean, I personally wouldn't just because eating a whole piece of fruit. Yeah. Like I would eat pineapple, but would I drink pineapple juice? That's like a lot of that pineapple broken down. And so that's, it's like so concentrated and so sugary. Like, yes, it is natural, but it still reacts in your body the same way as normal sugar. I'm not saying you should not eat fruit. I actually hate when people say that. And somebody looked at me one time and they were like, you're going to eat the whole banana. Like that's a lot of sugar. And like that pisses me off. Mm -hmm. It's a whole food. I'm fine. I'll live. Your body knows what to do with it. But I do think that like breaking it down into a juice is processing it. And then you're just kind of just, just too much. But I mean, I love a mimosa. Do I just put mostly champagne? Is that better? No. (laughs) (laughs) Might be better for your, your blood sugar levels, but not your liver. Yeah. Better for my hangover, but yeah. So just like live your life. If Ginny loves her juice, just have your juice. Just don't drink it alone in the morning for your breakfast. Like a big glass of juice. You're clearly going to spike your blood sugar. Okay, cool. Um, you and your juice. (laughs) Um, so, okay. So I would, my, like one of my final questions for you is like, what are three things? Like if you could tell anybody just like, so my dad, for instance, like if you could like sit down with Greg and be like, Greg, do what you want with your life. But I just want to say, these are the three things that I would really stay away from. If I were you, if I were anyone. And if I are myself, like, I just, these are the three things I stay away from. What are they? I would say the same thing I say to my parents. I would say, stay away from highly processed packaged foods. So a lot of the foods that we grew up eating, like everything that my mother gave me and everything that she still tries to eat and they still throw away, um, highly inflammatory oils. So stay away from, it's mostly the packaged foods that they're eating that have like the canola oils and stuff like that. Yeah. And that she just really causes, doesn't like canola oil, guys, like stay away from it. Stay away from it. It's so, it's just, it causes so many diseases. It's just in everything because it's cheap and it's whatever. And then the third thing would be things with a lot of sugar a lot of added sugar. And number one there would be soda. Stop drinking soda. If I can get everyone in the world to stop drinking soda, there are so many alternatives. I haven't had, I don't even know the last time I had soda. Probably college college and a mixed drink or something. 
So but. yeah, so soda is really hard for I think our parents' generation to kind of get over because I think it was so like again, like growing up, you think diet diet soda like that's fine because it's zero calories and it's just a bunch of random chemicals that you're putting in your body. So many chemicals, so many inflammatory things, and it's that's why it's so addictive. It mm-hmm. is literally addictive. People who are addicted to diet coke are like at another level. I will say I love a diet Coke when I'm hungover, but I will also say that I used to be a huge soda drinker. I used to drink soda probably like once or twice a week at least. So it was like kind of a lot. And then I forget when, but I, my, my whole family in general kind of made the switch. Um, my dad still likes his rum and Coke, which we know what he's live his life. He, he lives out life. every day. He's, he's we're just he, living life, <laughs> but, but my whole family as a whole, like we, we switched, like we stopped by my mom stopped buying soda. started buying sparkling water. And now most of the time, except for extremely rare cases, cases, if I'm like sick and I need like a ginger ale or like I'm super hungover and I just want to die Coke, I will say like the urge to drink it is completely gone. It feels yeah. gross on my teeth. Yeah. It just feels like a, like a weight in my stomach. Like it's just in like, it's so interesting because I used to think all the time, like I love soda too much. Like there's just no way, like, I just like it too much. And like my sister too, even, I think we both really liked soda. And now like when I'm going to like get a sandwich or something, or I'm going to get lunch, it used to be like, I needed a soda with it. And like, now it's like, no, like I would literally I, I don't, I couldn't even choke down a soda, even if I tried. It's so, funny how that works. Like your taste buds change. Yeah. And like and you, you realize like how it actually does make you feel. Yeah. And I think like giving yourself a little space and time from it really helps. Plus too, like there are some people who don't, I mean, I don't know why you would drink soda if not, I guess for the taste, but also the carbonation for me, I love the carbonation. So I love sparkling waters. There's so many that taste really good now too. Like they used to be like super bland, but I feel like those ones I just got, those Olipop ones are so good. Oh my gosh. Those Those are are delicious. They're a little pricey, but like worth it. If you, if you are on like a soda drinker, Olipop is so good because it's, it's what it's a apple cider vinegar. Yeah. They have like probiotics in it. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And they're They're so delicious and they're, they're, they actually taste like pretty sugary yeah like they taste not. very sweet but they're not like it's sugary. crazy yeah those are yeah. so good I will and yeah, listen are- like I'm not like I grew up chugging I grew up like the most unhealthy human being like so it's <laughs> not like I Twinkies had- for breakfast lunch and dinner <laughs> I would I wouldn't even eat a real meal I would sit there and be like where's my dessert so I feel like I have I've come from every sugar addiction and every soda addiction that could ever possibly be had I like standard American diet, but worse because I had no supervision. Like my mom just let me eat anything I wanted and I was fully addicted to chocolate. I'm surprised I don't have diabetes. <laughs> I think that, like, I think that you, um, I think that you have a really good like outlook on everything now though, yeah. because it's not like you I, grew up super healthy and you're like, Ooh, you drink soda. Yeah. Like no. I'm not ju- like, there's no judgment. It's just, I know that I've completely slowly learned how to eat healthy in a very balanced 
way and I know how it makes me feel and I could never go back to eating a highly processed diet. That's what's so interesting about it is because for me too, like growing up, like I really, and don't get me wrong, like I still love like a good bag of chips, but the urge goes away. The less you have it and the more space you have away from it and the more you feel how your body can feel with good foods in it, the less you're like reaching for that, like soda, reaching for that bag of chips. And it's like, it's just interesting. Like, cause I've seen it with my family too. Like we, my parents kind of, as like uh, we got older, my parents have always, my dad was, my dad actually has always been this way. And my mom, cause when we were younger, my mom was like, I have four kids. I don't care. I'm swinging through McDonald's sometimes, but my dad would never eat it. He'd be like, I'm not, I'm making my own thing. My oh, really? Goes, See, I was fed McDonald's. Oh my God. That's disgusting. So my dad's always had kind of a good like outlook on like, and my mom has too, but my mom has also been more like um, realistic and like, okay, I have four kids. And like, sometimes I'm not going to cook a healthy meal, but my parents have had pretty good outlook on it. But I think over the years, especially too, like we've just kind of grown with each other and my mom just doesn't buy it anymore. And if it's not in the house and that's my trick too, is like living alone. If I'm at a friend's house and they have Oreos, I'll let myself have a few Oreos, but I never, ever, ever, ever buy Oreos or anything that I'm ever like going to be tempted to eat in my own house. Because like not having in the house, it's, it makes it so easy. And then you just don't even miss it. Cause you're like, yeah, anything that you buy, you're just asking to eat. Yeah. So I think, um, I don't know. I love sparkling water. I think that's a great, great tip. Soda is like, and once again, I'm not telling everyone to get rid of all of their, like clean out your pantry and get rid of all your junk food and never eat it again. Like I'm still saying if you are looking to feel better this year, Start off Mm -hmm. the year on a good, healthy foot. Think about all of the nutritious ways that you can add in more veggies, you know, add in um, the new tactic of like eating protein, fat and fiber every meal. Like just, you know, make a big bowl of pasta for dinner if that's what you're used to doing, but add in veggies and add in some chicken for protein. Like just think of adding more and then you'll crave less of what doesn't make you feel good. And I'm a full believer in that. Yes, I love that. I think, um, I think balance is key, but I also truly believe that the more of these good habits that can sometimes bum us out, but good habits, nonetheless, of kind of being in the grocery store and being like, oh yeah, like, mm, like I just need to, you know, kind of focus on the outside of the grocery store or whatever, like whatever, like you take away from this, the more that you kind of are aware of it, the more it's just going to be like easy and it's going to kind of come like a second nature and it might, and it's just going to, you're just going to feel better. I, I think, I don't know. I personally feel like I just know how I feel when I eat a little bit healthier than when I don't. And, <laughs> um, I also think it's important to say too, cooking for yourself is, is a really good way to have kind of total control over what you are putting in your body. Cause there was a really long time in my life where I really, really just wanted to eat out all the time. And you just have no real control over what you're putting in your body when you do that. So that's true. That's very true. Like even when you think you're eating like a really healthy salad, sometimes it's like a ton of sugar in the dressing or something. And I, Oh yeah. Like I try salads are like more, more, uh, calories than like the burgers. 
Yeah, you gotta, I don't know. That's a whole different topic. Like eating out healthy is is different. But also don't I don't think anybody should start stressing about that because that's no. a whole different like, you know, ball game. But for eating at home, yes, I definitely think cooking your own meals. And you like when I eat a meal that I make at home, like I'm also definitely eating a better portion, I feel like half the time. So that yeah. helps too. Yeah. Portions are a biggie because I always feel guilty when I don't finish my whole meal out. And then I'm like, wait a second. This is a portion for like two people. <laughs> um, so I guess that's my last like kind of final thought is like overall, you have a really good mindset about health and kind of what what would be I feel like you already said it, but you know, what, what's your, kind of what is your, what is your, what is your takeaway from, for everybody listening? What would, what would you say? Like, what is your advice to everybody? My overall advice to everyone looking to feel their best is to eat as many real whole foods as they can that are not packaged or processed. Focus on that. Focus on adding more nutrients, focus on adding more veggies and, and balance your blood sugar. Keep that in mind now when you make your meals and it'll be life-changing. And I think it's really cool for people to know too, like if you're a sweets person, if you have a sweet tooth, like eat that sweet girl, but eat it after you eat your, eat your meal. Like Grace said, or like, make sure you go on like a little walk after you like, don't just eat an Oreo randomly. You can, but like, you know, if you're going to, if you're a sweet person, like do it, do it in a way that, you know, do it after. Yeah. Yeah. And another weird tip that you'll see on the glucose goddess, if you follow her is that if you if you have like a little bit of vinegar, like apple cider vinegar or something that helps level out your glucose too. I mean, you're, what do you mean though? Would you just like it straight? If you drink it with water, drink it straight. I don't think you should drink it straight in the back of your teeth, but, or if you put it in like your, you know how you make a salad dressing with it. Oh, that can just help level out your. So like if you're eating out before you eat the bread, eat the vegetables and with like the oil and vinegar first. Oh, Nice. So many tips. I feel like I can keep so going. Like, so we need to follow that, that girl on Instagram. I need to. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, thank you. This was helpful. I'm sure I'll this have a list fun. of like 10 more questions in a couple of weeks, but yeah. And we can make a little post and like if, with your questions, literally any question that you might have, hopefully I can answer it. Obviously I said, I'm not like a, I'm not like a nutritionist, but I do have some good tips and tricks. And I know that I have some updated science that I learned. Yeah. So you're doing the research for us. So it's good. Yeah. Yay. Um, this is fun. Yeah. It was really fun. Thank you. I am. Um, I'm excited yes. to start implementing some of these. I'm going to tell my mom to listen to this episode because she's going to be like, what? Brown rice isn't healthier than white rice. My mom will be like, I still buy reduced fat sour cream. I'm not listening to you. <laughs> my mom. That's, that's a good tip for my mom too. Like I'm not kidding. I did not know that until today. So Thank you for that. But yeah, so we'll do a little poll. Everyone can ask their questions if you have any extra. Cause I know some of my friends have also reached out to Grace and been like, you know, asking like what types of, you know, what brands you use for certain things. So we can always yeah. do a post on that as well. Um, Cause I'm yeah. always interested in that too. So thank you. And um, we uh, will, we'll see everybody next year. Everybody listen to everybody. Listen to us next week. with whatever topic we choose we have to figure that out so we've got some work to do all right have a happy week
Thank you for listening to the Darling Girls podcast. If you liked what you heard, be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Also, you can keep up with us on Instagram at Darling Girls Pod. See you next time.